Blog Talk Radio. A podcast featuring Elvira Love and Phoenix LaFay, two out-of-the-room-closet professional witches with over 70 years' combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC Radio Network. During each show, Elvira and Phoenix will help you create rituals, make spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Phoenix, take it away. Here we go. Yes, we are. We are back on the air to do some fun and games. So it must be Friday. It is a Friday. There's As a certain amount of doing doing the radio show reminds me what day of the week it is. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a good one. At certain points, um, I have it at the beginning of the week. There's things that I do yeah. at the beginning of the week that allow me to to realize there is a week structured days of some consciousness, but I don't know. Can you hear that, dear? No, I cannot. Okay, because there's a, it's like, it was like a metal, like somebody doing Morse code on our electronics, so. Oh, oh. well, hopefully only you can hear it, and if you are listening and can hear it, sorry. Yeah, we can't, <laughs> we can't guarantee the, the joy of the electronic age is also that everybody is using it now because we're not in the same space, so. Right. I guess there's certain things. But anyway, yes, I, I feel that it does give a marker to the week. It's like, there you are, Friday. So, yep. um, but, um, so I'm going to just start out and ask, how was your week? Since obviously there was a week between last Friday and this week, and some things had to have happened during that time, whether it was demarcated as a Tuesday or a Wednesday. So, yeah, go for um, it. Let's see i don't even know i all i already struggled to remember what what happens in my week and now it's like even harder like did i even get dressed in the last few days um you know i'm making like one visit out to the shop a week we're getting some online orders which is a beautiful thing and i'm very grateful to the folks who are supporting us online that's that's wonderful we still have a pretty limited amount of inventory online, but that is um, 
something I'm working on pretty much every day, taking pictures Mm -hmm. and posting things and uploading things and doing things and things. Right, um, and right. Then, right, yeah. And then, you know, I have to actually go to the store where all of those things live to um, <laughs> collect them for orders. So, right. Um, so I'm doing that about once a week. So, you know, things aren't being shipped immediately, but they're, you know, being shipped relatively quickly. Mm-hmm. And um, so I got to do that this, I think that was yesterday. Um, my birthday is on Wednesday, and um, yeah, birthdays. I noticed for in my life, birthdays often suck. Uh, there's often like r- big hardship often manifests around my birthday in one way, shape, or form. So, you know what's going on right now just feels like par for the course. Like, of course, my birthday happens in the middle of a lockdown. Of course, um, but my daughter. <laughs> My daughter made me a, a chocolate mocha cheesecake that she was going to wait to make for my birthday. But I was like, no, make it now. So she made it and put candles on it and I got to, you know, blow up my candles and stuff. And um, I did an online class this Wednesday, this, the Wednesday two days ago. Uh, we did, uh-huh. I did my first online goddess gathering and we did a Bridget workshop and ritual and it was great. There was, a couple of dozen people who attended and, and they were from all over the globe. There was some Aussies on there, uh, people Aww. from all over the you know, North America. I don't think we had any Europeans, but I was stoked that there was some Australians on there. So um, that was fun. And because it went so well and, um, and it was like nice to do the work that I love, I decided well, and this other goddess, this Sekhmet, who is an Egyptian goddess, she keeps showing up. So I decided to do a Sekhmet goddess workshop in two weeks on the 29th, on Wednesday night, the 29th. So if you want to take that class, please do. It's available to everyone and anyone. It's a sliding scale of 10 to $30. And um, it's about 90-minute class with so a little history, a little culture, and then we do a ritual, and there's a meditation and all that fun stuff. Um, and it's at 6 p.m. Pacific time on Wednesday, the 29th of April. And if you go to Milk and Honey's website, which is milk-and-honey.com, um, you can click the link to sign up. So, yeah, that's kind of it. I'm, like, trying to – I'm trying to stay busy, and the last couple of days have been real hard. Um, you know, the, um, and I'm taking a lot of time and I'm just going to, so I apologize if this is TMI or if Elvira's like, okay, chop, chop Phoenix. Like you talked long enough, but I'm just going to keep going. Oh no, no, no. I want you to, (laughs) I want you to. Okay. Okay. Um, as I'm sure most folks have know, there was this government bailout and government funding for, for small businesses. And unfortunately, took advantage and cheated the system and a lot of small businesses aren't getting any any money at all and I'm one of those businesses that didn't get any money at all Uh, in fact my application hasn't even finished being inputted yet Uh, Mm. so that sucks and that was a hard message to get yesterday Um, so I'm and I have talked to many other small business owners and friends and people who run similar businesses to mine who are, are in different places with, with this. Um, a couple of folks I know got a very small amount, which is for them is excellent. It's what they needed. 
Um, and most folks that I know have received nothing and not even any communication. So it's just real disheartening. Um, so I've been feeling the grief of that the last few days. It's been yesterday was real hard and today was hard. I told Elvira in our little pre uh, airing check-in that I almost called off the show today just because I'm in a, I'm in a little bit of a funk. So I'm hoping that our show like distracts me and shakes it up and shakes up my energy so that I can um, be excited to do something productive today and not just sit around feeling sorry for myself. So that's it. That's a lot. (laughs) That is a lot. And it was needed. And, you know, this is part of, this is a show but the two people that put it on, yourself and myself, have a, a whole world behind the show that we do. Yeah. And that is part of, we come here and it's, you know, I know being a performer, you've done performing, you know, it's the show must go on and smile, must smile and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But this is also important for people to, for this time especially, to know that, yeah, we're we're doing this thing and we're talking about it and and we're we're going about our business trying to do what we can and then things like this this you know take us down. I mean, it it doesn't matter um in my opinion if it suddenly makes us quote more human, oh my god, unquote. Um right. that's important. And I and it's also good for each of us when things like this happen to speak it. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, that's that's important. So I'm glad that you, you know, and if you need more time, go for it. If you need to say something, please do because that's, you know, that is part of what the show is about, too. It's about talking about things that have happened to us and what's going on. Right. So, Agreed. Good. I'm glad because I would have still said it anyway and kept going on it. <laughs> didn't agree. I'm just... I'm just in that one of those ornery moods. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's good. Okay. How are you? How's your week been? Oh, well, that's been an interesting, well, okay. I obviously being way, being a witch, being pagan, being in this tradition, I am not part of the Christian philosophy of Easter. So obviously Easter as Easter was just a day, but because of having had a child and having gone through all of the egg hunting and all the cute, the, all that stuff, and because I have a grandchild and, you know, a couple of them actually, but and I couldn't participate in anything either here or there in those situations, it was very, very lonely. And, you know, I felt very, uh, like, out in the middle with no paddle and probably a canoe that maybe, you know, is just about it. And I went back to um, my youth. I said, okay, what was it that we did outside of, you know, at a certain point, of course, we got older than doing all the egg hunting and stuff. And every year we would watch Easter Parade with Judy Garland and Fred Astaire. Well, I went piling through DVDs. Even VHSs couldn't find it, so finally got on, I think it was Amazon Prime, and I found it, and it said, do you want to rent it? And I said, yes, because I had made a point of trying not to um, go hog wild and getting a bunch of stuff and having it go on my credit card and then having, you know, like 
18, 20 movies all there. Um, and I enjoyed that. Um, yeah. It was fun. I sang along with it. It was really hysterical because my two dogs have suddenly taken on a certain attitude when they hear a certain tone in singing, they start to howl. (laughs) Well, and it's the boy that tends to do it more. The girl just kind of yips a bit. So I'm sitting here and I'm kind of like, you know, I'm kind of moving and humming to it. And all of a sudden, Judy Garland hits some specific tones and they start howling away. And I'm like, oh, this is fun. And so we were having a great time. Well, one of the other things that has been a really more interesting um, experience, and the howling actually is the lead-in, is that in Arkansas, which is where my daughter is, and actually mm-hmm. around Beaver Shores, which is where she actually lives, um, they have taken to 8 o'clock at night the family people go out on their porches and they howl like a pack of, you know, right. wolves that are howling to connect, right? That's happening so in a it, lot of places. It is, and I noticed yeah. that that was the first place. And then suddenly about, and I posted it to a friend who is a wolf person, and then she reposted it all over the place. Well, suddenly I noticed the Press Democrat, front page Press Democrat, um, put in, the family in the in the local area and started talking all about the people here howling at eight o'clock. Yeah. So I was having a, I was just excited. So I decided on Easter <laughs> that at eight o'clock, which I did, I went out to the porch and I started to howl. Well, my dogs went out and they were like they didn't bother looking at me except to go, "Why are you howling?" And then all of a sudden they started howling, and I've done that. Since then, well, yesterday, I realized I had to get out and walk the dogs. It was late because I'd had a late appointment. And so I got out, and it had just started to strike eight on my grandmother clock. So I'm walking out, and all of a sudden, I'm hearing different howling. And I know it's not other dogs because, you know, I can tell the pitch, and I just stopped for a minute, and I kind of, you know, ear-tracked everything. And sure enough, there were a bunch of different people around the Rincon area that I'm in starting to howl. So I get to the center area where I was walking, and I said, okay, kids. And so I started to howl. And I don't know what my neighbors and, and people here are starting to think, but this is becoming a ritual. So, And it talks about it being therapeutic. It's a connection. It's primal. I mean, you got all the names for it. But I have gas doing that. So yeah. I decided... But it was when I heard the other pack, because for the first couple of times, I didn't hear anybody. You know, I just would go out and, right. do it and I didn't hear anything. But this time it was like, it was like miracle. To me, I know all the things that are happening and all the stuff and, and all that. But it really, it just made me smile. Cause that yeah, meant lovely. Beyond. Yeah. So I'm offering that for anybody out there, anywhere, it's 8 o'clock your time, you just do it. It's not about a specific time that you generate throughout the, the, the world or area that you have to hit that time. But it's um, that. And I, I was just, I was ecstatic. So, And then, of course, I started <laughs> the second show that we always watched was the Ten Commandments because, of course, you know, it's the same general area of time here. 
I made it, and I swear I've tried this two years in a row, and because it's a DVD set, it's two DVDs, I never make it past the first DVD. That was it. So I left Easter halfway through the Ten Commandments, as I have done for two years now. (laughs) Not my baby. But anyway, so yeah, and, you know, there's things that have been happening. Um, You know, some of my body has decided that it's kind of like overwhelmed with the stuff and so there's little little things that have come up and I think that unfortunately at this time frame anything that happens to your body you start freaking out about I don't care what it is your toe hurts and suddenly it's like is this a sign you know it's really getting it's like hyper vigilant shit I'm I'm over I want to yeah but anyway so that's what my week has been like I mean there's other little things here and there that, you know, have happened. It was mostly the howling that I, and I don't mean that as the movie. I know there is a movie named that. It's a horror. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, so there we are. <laughs> That's yep. been, been the week. But, um, and obviously, uh, I don't know. It, it's, I'm, Pleased with how different groups that I have noticed coming together. Sometimes it's yeah. spiritual. Sometimes it's just groups of people. And then there are things that are actually political. But I do want to say I'm really right there with you, very angry, very sad yeah. about how the uh, stimulus money and the monies that have been put together for small businesses um, has been hijacked, and mm-hmm. um, you know I think that obviously that irritates the hell out of me, and I don't quite know what I'd want to say other than that. But anyway, so onward and upward, our major arcana card for this week, which is kind of yeah. a, a, it's called the Lovers, and I kind yeah. of say that as, with a with a kind of smirk because in reality we're we've kind of been talking about anything but lovers and you know the compatibility and things like that but anyway so let's jump in and see where this takes us for the next part of our hour yeah so uh, as you may or may not be aware we've been doing the series on the major arcana and tonight we reach number six which is the lovers and the number six, but it's the seventh card. Um, and yeah. Oh yeah. One of the things I mentioned last week is we would talk about getting your soul card and I forgot that I was going to do that. So we'll, we'll come back to that later. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to know what your soul card is, but um, in this series, we're talking mostly about the writer Waite Smith system and the, the art from that system, which has been used really for most modern systems now are based off of the Rider-Waite-Smith deck. So even if you're not using that deck, you're likely using Mm -hmm. one that is based off of that energetic. So um, what's fun about the Rider-Waite-Smith is that it's filled with all kinds of symbolism that may not be apparent when you first look at it. Mm -hmm. Um, So there you go. There you go. And it's highly influenced by the Golden Dawn and um, other 
fraternal orders whose names I'm not going to remember right now because my brain's not working and I can't find it in my notes. Uh, but there you go. A.E. Waite yeah. was big into the fraternal orders. Uh, yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. Where uh, should we yeah. start? Well, why don't we um, – I'm trying to get a, a feel here. Generally, I think we will just, I think, jump in. We can talk yeah. about the number and everything, but let's just go with the the uh, the visual of the card and start talking about it because there are two different there are two different versions of the the card. And when I say that, there's a statement that there is an older version, and we'll talk about that. But I think just the one that um, Wait has put together and that they have in that deck, and that most decks have jumped off from that one. So. Um, yeah. And you're, you're, you've got a good handle on, on putting the, uh, the information out for the rider deck, so I'm going to let you run with that one. Okay. Um, let me go back to my little note here. Uh, so in this, the artwork here, we see um, a woman to the left in front of a tree, and it's very Adam and Eve-esque, right? There's these two naked people. Um, she's standing in front of a fruiting tree, and there's a snake wrapped around it right? You can uh-huh. extrapolate some of the imagery there. And he's standing in front of a, a burning bush. Above and between them, there, well, between them, there's peak of a mountain in the background. And then above that is an angel with her arms outstretched. Um, and I don't know, there's a lot to be said about the way this imagery looks. And then there's a huge sun and the rays coming down around the angel. So, um, you know, I think that Often when people get this card, or I think the the general vision of this card, that, that this is a love card. And I don't, I personally don't look at this card as a love card. I think if you're doing a reading on relationships and this card comes up, it's a positive sign. But I think mm-hmm. that they're, like the two of cups is the love card. You know, if you yeah. want the, the, or even the ace of cups, if you want a really good omen for a relationship, the ace or the two mm-hmm. of cups, I would take any day over the lover's card. Right. Not that the lover's right. card is bad. It's just not quite as um, intense, you know. Um, this mm-hmm. card is related to Gemini. We see, like, even though it's a man and a woman, there is a twin association here. Um, they're naked, but they're not trying to cover up. It's not like Adam and Eve where they recognize, you know, Adam and Eve were naked, and everything was fine and there was no big deal about it until they ate the fruit of wisdom and then were embarrassed about being naked, which is so stupid, but whatever. I know. Um, <laughs> so, right. So this is pre knowledge. This is pre eating of the fruit. This is before um, the thing happens. And the, there's actually on the burning bush, there are 12 flames, which is supposedly meant to represent this, the 12 signs of the zodiac. Um, and so they're behind the man and the woman is knowledge, right? It's the tree of knowledge and the serpent and then the zodiac. So it's like it's, it's wisdom and spiritual knowledge all represented. Um, the peak between them is like the height. The, uh, there's an intensity. It's the buildup. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and it's not—it's not a mistake that the peak is is between the two of them, right? Like the, the symbolism there. Um, mm-hmm. Where did where did my other note go? There was more here. 
La la la. Well, I I lost my page, so if you want to throw anything in there okay. while I try to find it, go well, for it. Um, obviously, the the emperor and the magician are, you know, again the card. Those male energy cards are symbolized with the man. That's the next energy pattern that you you see kind of manifested as is the the high priestess and the empress and the female. Um, what I did want to say is that um, the female is the subconscious. The male is the conscious. And mm-hmm. the angel is the superconscious. And if you notice nice. that the, the male is the conscious mind is looking to the subconscious mind, which is the woman, and the subconscious mind is looking to the superconscious. So if you're looking at that kind of energy, it's that the subconscious mind does have the concept of pleasure and, and you know, there aren't any necessary boundaries Whereas mm-hmm. the conscious mind is the boundaries, and then if you're you're kind of going well, the conscious mind needs to go to the subconscious mind that has unbounded energy to get to mm-hmm. the superconscious, which would be the divine, the higher energy, right. you know, whatever you want to call it. And I mean, there's a whole other thing we can get into later that is a little more esoteric on that. But that's something I did want to bring up because again, in the card, the devil there is a different pattern yeah. and we will look at that in a different way with the same kind of energies, right? Of male, female, deity or super conscious or higher point of reference, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And the devil is the shadow of this card, right? It is, yeah. There's a, um, well, the hidden shadow. I don't like using shadow as like darkness to be bad because darkness mm-hmm. isn't bad, but it's hidden mm-hmm. things that are bad. So this, this is the, the light shadow, the lovers, and the and the devil is the dark shadow or the hidden the hidden shadow, not the dark shadow. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I love that. And the and in the traditional Rider Waite Smith deck, the angel is supposed to be the archangel Raphael, which is the angel of healing. Um, and it you know I guess it translates as God heals. And so we have this body, mind, and spirit pattern represented by the God spirit or the the spiritual energy being a healing energy so there's also this you know it it moves from the conscious to the subconscious to the to the god self and the god self heals which i think is really beautiful and it you know every week we've done the shows since the the covid situation has kind of taken over our lives um i've been shocked and amazed and surprised how every week there's something in the card that makes sense for where we are right now Uh, you know know? and so there is something here about connecting to our divine selves and uh, this is a little sidebar but in a lot of spiritual systems and you find this also in psychological systems and young and um, uh, but if you look back anciently there was this belief in a triple soul or a triple um, spirit or, and, and um, well, I'll, I'll just keep going forward and not go off on a longer tangent, but we have, you know, the, the, the talking self um, and then the child self or the animal self. And these two make it really hard to connect with our divinity, especially talking self, right? Talking self is like, has all of the patterns and, stories and 
and bullshit that we've put into place to protect ourselves from being hurt, which is a great thing, but it also stops us from connecting to our divinity, to our personal divinity. And the only way that real growth comes is when we can connect to our divinity, um, to that higher self. And so there's a lot of work that can be done with the triple soul uh, and that, that triplicate nature of being human. And this card, even though it is about love, it is bigger than romantic love. And there is some healing work here in looking at that triple soul and how they feed each other and communicate with each other and get in each other's way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and see the meaning that, you know, there's a lot of different meanings that we can pull out, but is choice and is the struggle between the sacred and profane love, meaning the, the conscious world and the harmony that is from inner and outer. So I think that, you know, beauty, love, harmony, choice, these are all part of the the, na- the, the meaning of the card. But it also is the tip of the, of the, I don't want to say iceberg, but we'll just say it for the moment. Um, so you go deeper and you're going to get what you're describing, you see. And I think that's why this card reflects to us what is now... What is the, 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 the timing of what this card represents in the week we're talking? Obviously, mm-hmm. there are a lot of things that are going on out in the world that have a religious meaning for each religion and group of people. And um, because of that and what has happened and how, you know, you, can, you, you have to do it through... Um, YouTube, online, whatever, you can't be in the presence of that energy of other people being in the presence of the whole ritual, etc. I think it's about trying to remember now to connect on our own, just as for me, it was hard on Easter, not because Easter meant the same as uh, for a lot of people, but different kind. it was a connection. And, yeah. Uh, I think that is part of what this week is about, is also going to the divine for the connection, going to the superconsciousness, whatever we want to call it, and finding that that integration. And, right. Um, yeah, so that's my, my thought on it, but I wanted to bring out some of the, I mean, obviously we, we have another version of this card, and I might as well say it now because I'm actually, it's kind of funny, I'm looking at the Hanson Roberts deck, and they kind of have a similar to, to what Ryder does, but this is more of the, uh, it's a man, and he's holding an apple behind his back, and there are two women in front of him. One is beautiful, one is uh, loving, simple dress. The other one is richly dressed. Now, interesting right. is, the one that is simple is looking at the man. The one that is richly dressed is looking at her competition, the other woman. And so he's having to choose between his heart and his wallet, his, you know, the exterior trappings. And I would say that that, though I don't have a deck that has it, that so speaks to what is happening right now. Is you know, and you even brought it up in your um, in what has happened in terms of you know the money the help that was supposed to be for small businesses i.e. the young woman who is 
you know, beautiful, simply dressed, caring about things versus the one that is looking at the competition, meaning the woman that is the other woman, and richly dressed and refined and has all the goodies. And I just, when I heard you talk about that, I'm going, oh, my God, I have to at least talk about this card in its other version because that so speaks to what is happening now and how things have um some things that have uh, uh, unfolded, and what is it we 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 can do to maintain the connection between the love and not the external trappings? Yeah, yeah. So, but that was sort of a sidebar. Um, we want we can quickly go to uh, our commercial and then come back and kind of wander through our alternate decks like I know you like to go over the deck that you use and talk about yeah. the, the pictures and the and the meaning so let's kind right. of see maybe that right. will help us go farther yeah and we'll share about how to find your soul card and that'll be fun math mm-hmm. who doesn't love math all right there we'll you take go. a quick break and we'll be back in a minute Okay, doke. Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays 5 to 6. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays 1 to 2. And Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays 7 to 8. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. Well, there we go. Well, there we are. Okay, so why don't you do the the soul card? I think that would be. I'm I'm like I'm chomping at the bit, and I know that's a terrible thing for a Sag to say who doesn't like to have a bridle on, but <laughs> I'd like to know yeah. what it is. I have not heard of this. Well, I've heard of it, but I don't totally, you know, understand it. Also, this will be fun for me to learn. Yeah, so the way I was taught to do it is it's the same as your birth number. So if you know your birth number from a numerology standpoint, um, it's the same idea. If you don't know your birth number, then what you do is you add up your, um, your dates. So write down the day, the month you were born, and the day you were born and the year you were born as all individual numbers. So, for example, I was born on April 22nd, 1978. So I put 4 plus 2 plus 2 plus 1 plus 9 plus 7 plus 8, okay? Um, And then I get 33. So we want to get it down to a single digit. 
Now, when it comes to your soul card, you have between zero, which no one ever has a zero, and 22. Is that the world? Is world 22? Why am I blanking? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So no, no, the world, would be tw- the world would be 21, okay. but right. it's the 22nd 21. card. Right. Yeah. So you have, if you have 21, if you have a single digit, 21 or lower, or a double digit, 21 or lower, you might actually have two soul cards um, because 21 can also add up to three, right? So you would look at the third card and the 21st card. But if you have 22 and above, then add those numbers together. So I have 33, which adds together to six. So the lovers is my soul card. And what that means when you, when you have your, this is also your birth number. You can do all kinds of interesting magic with your birth number. Um, your birth number can give you all kinds of information about your personality and um, you can use that number as a symbol or a sigil when you do spell work. There's a lot that you can do with your birth number. Um, but then once you have that number and you look up that tarot card, um, it can give you information on what your purpose is in this life. Um, this is about uh, what, what do you need to learn from this card? What, is, what are the challenges of this card? What are the opportunities what are the talents of this card? And how do those relate to your life? Um, once you figure that out, like you could look at your soul card and use that in spell working. You could meditate with it. You could trance into it and meet the characters. You could put it under your pillow and pay attention to the dreams that come through. But there is a lot of, that shows up in your soul card about your life's work. So things that you could be doing, should be doing, could be inherently talented at. Um, and maybe that's why I don't look at the lovers as a love card because I'm not, that, like, that is not my work. I'm not a lovey-dovey relationship expert type of person. That's not what I do. But I am a seeker of spiritual work. I, and I do like to share that spiritual knowledge with other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, right. I am seeking out Raphael, you know? Um, right. So, yeah, it's a fun thing to do to kind of get, it's, you know, like knowing your horoscope or whatever. It just gives you a little bit of, of information that could be interesting to work with. Truly. I just did this, and I am, I'm going to laugh my head off. I've got to look at the other things. But um, I'm a 22, which is considered a master builder number, and in the, the – Kabbalistic tradition, and of course, you don't go any farther. You leave it at that. But yeah. if you do this, I become four. So mine yeah. is the emperor, and I'm thinking, yeah. wait a minute, this is great. It's Aries. It's you know, it's a fire sign, so I get to say yeah. I'm Sag, to a fire sign. But I'm <laughs> like going, ruler. I can become an em- well, you know, I'm an emperor. I can't say empress because that's a different card. So I have. I'm thinking I can go up against Trump. I can do that. That's my destiny. <laughs> nice. That's grandiose, but I'll go with thing it. to do. <laughs> Funny. I that like that one. I was like going okay, and I'm following you through, and I'm doing all my things, and I'm going oh 22, okay 22, and then you're saying there are 22 cards, and I'm going well technically yes, zero is there, but it isn't really a number. And then when you said add the two together, and I, as soon as I did that, I went oh. How funny. How interesting. So we'll see where I get for the next week, and maybe I'll just 
describe what has happened between them. I'll meditate on it a lot. I don't know about nice. the Yeah. Yeah, report back. I will report back. That was a really good moment there. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Every, you lo- people love learning more about, like, potential stuff about, your, you know, who you are. Like, it's fun. So, yeah. Yeah. We uh, yeah. look yours up, add your numbers up, see what is uh, happening in your life, and then shoot us an email and tell us what you think. <laughs> really? Because then we might actually devote a whole show to, you know, just like we've done Ask a Witch, we might do numerology or some other such thing that we can yeah yeah numerology is fun yeah i like it actually and i'm not you know the funny part is i never really thought of myself as really good at math because i didn't like it it was too linear you know all that that you know stuff and i think as i grew older i grew into that consciousness so now it's intriguing and i found that i you know i really enjoy that so yeah, that was good. Yeah. That was good. So, what about so we your probably alternate card? We should probably talk about the meaning of this card, though, because we haven't exactly dug into that very much yet. That's true. That's true. Okay. <laughs> We're babbling a lot, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that, you know, we say this every time we do a show on reading the tarot, you have to look at the layout and where that card lands and what the um, energy of that placement might mean and what the other cards around it might mean but for me there's a lot about this card that is uh, about connection mm-hmm. and I know that's not always true again you're getting my my feelings and not necessarily traditional feelings um, but yeah. this is often about connection and um Often when something comes up in a reading or when someone's having a question about something and the lovers shows up, I always see this as like, oh, there is something here. There's a connection. Right. There's, a, there's, a, there's a reason beyond just the surface why you're getting a reading on this card or the or right. situation. Um, and this could also suggest that there's a choice that needs to be made uh, and that the the decision is not one that is easy or light or should, you know, should be done without some serious uh, awareness of what the, Mm -hmm. the, all of the pitfalls could be. Um, And, you know, yes, it's the lover's card. So it does often or sometimes point to a romantic relationship or feeling um, intensely about someone or something. I find that the reason I think that this card is so much more troublesome than the two of cups is because there's an intensity with this card that can sometimes be hard to clear. Like you have to deal with it. If that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, um, in the more esoteric point of reference, um, it has all of those meanings, perception, intelligent, affectionate. You know, these are kind of the, the key words, but it also is um, got the Hebrew letter Zane, which is sword or weapon. And if you think about that, you know, mm-hmm. the Gemini twins, of course, and Mercury really ruling it, but it's, it's, and it's an air card. But that's the mind and the communication. Yeah. And, you know, those words uh, can be used as a you know, something to harm or protect or, uh, you know, heal. Yeah. So, um, 
It's very, it's got that. And it's also, it's considered body parts are the lungs, collarbone, shoulders, arms, hands, nervous system, and smell, which Mm -hmm. is interesting because of, you know, one of the things people say, something doesn't smell right. Right. That's the discernment. That's discriminating. That's the, and the actual um, intelligence here is called disposing, which basically is, you know, using the, the, the conscious mind to ferret out things, but turning to the subconscious mind to use that intuition, to source it out. And that kind of is, is um, an interesting reference point on what the esoteric meanings, the people that, you know, the, the, the world behind the, the tarot as a divinatory meaning we're looking at. So yeah. I think that's why it is so less romantic, even though it does intimate romanticism, but I think that's why. It, it really does go to that mindset of the, the taking things and looking at them and then finding answers. So. Yeah. So, um, let's see, anything else that we want to throw in there? Why don't you, you know, the, oh, the interesting thing now, here's the one, you were talking about the serpent, and mm-hmm. in the particular uh, Paul Foster case discussion of this card, it talks about the serpent is not only, you know, the temptation aspect because of, you know, sensory, the sensory process, but it is, the serpent is also a symbol of wisdom and redemption, talking about Moses's, you know, serpent in the wilderness and, you know, wisdom and uh, becomes a, a way of liberating yourself from the, improper use of your uh, conscious mind. And so, right. uh, wow, we need to say something because I, you know, I love snakes. Okay, guys, I really love snakes. I actually had snakes that I, you know, I hate saying owned, but I co-created my world with them in it. And I found a great deal of um, respect for them. Obviously, I'm not crazy about, you know, the different ones that are really poisonous, but I also respect that that's their survival mechanism. So, you know, understand not to, to cross things, but I guess I'm a proponent of that energy. And of course we talk mm-hmm. about the Kundalini energy. That oh, yeah, is also the snake energy. So yeah. anyway. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, oh. Okay. Yeah. So, so uh, want me to share from my Druid Craft Tarot book? I would love to have that, yes. All right. So what is interesting, um, this is one of the car, the art and the, the the energetic of this card in this deck I don't really like. And now that we're having this conversation, I understand why. Uh, so in this in this deck, it is a man and a woman in the forest, like, you know, what they're naked, but they are... Uh, necessarily uh, in the sex, sex act of intercourse, but they are clearly engaged in some shenanigans. Um, and so that both of their eyes are closed and there's all of this symbolism around them in the forest. You know, there's a snake and there's a green man and there's water flowing. And in the background is a, a white 
heart, a, a deer, a white deer, which has huge significance to the spiritual realms in Celtic mythology. Um, mm-hmm. And I like that, but I felt this card feels like sex when I look at it because it is a, and it's a heteronormative, which I'm not necessarily excited about. Binary is one thing, right? Because there is some binary energetics to the traditional lover's card. But like the heteronormative, we're just going to, pardon my language, we're going to fuck. I don't like that necessarily. So I'm not a super fan of the art on this card. Mm-hmm. However, um, here, and the reason, you know, this is Druid craft, but it's also heavily Wicca based. And so this card is supposed to be a representation of the great rite of Wicca. Um, mm. So, you know, there's all kinds of feelings I have about that, too, that we won't go into. Uh, But here in this card, it suggests that the Lord and the Lady, or in a traditional deck, what we would call the High Priest and the High Priestess, um, or the Hierophant and the High Priestess, Mm -hmm. have joined together as divine lovers, conveying the idea that both the great right of the union between God and goddess and of its reflection in the everyday world of romantic love between two people in addition, the card between, depicts a union of two aspects of the self, the conscious and unconscious, inner feminine, inner masculine, while the divine self embodied this union is depicted as the white hind in the distance. Uh, it's a process of union. It's all potential and is symbolically enacted in the great rite of Wicca. So, um, you know, all that fun stuff. And then in, in this system, which we'll get to in a few weeks, but the devil card in this system is called Kernunos, which is uh, one of my more favorite depictions in this deck because I don't like the devil and some of what it symbolizes. I feel like it's a missed opportunity and Kernunos in this deck really picks up that missed opportunity, I feel. Um, but mm-hmm. it talks about the, the, it's, that it's a numerological counterpart with the devil. Um, here it says that the lovers are asleep, but it doesn't look like they're asleep. It looks like they're busy. Uh, but whatever. Um, it's all about union and fulfillment and choice, which I find rather interesting because you don't see necessarily a lot of that. And then it says the significance of the lovers. The embrace of love is at the heart of life, and at the heart of love is the process of choice followed by surrender. The theme of this card is central to the message of the Tarot and of Druidcraft. To find fulfillment, purpose, meaning, enlightenment, wisdom, and our full worth as individuals, we need to go beyond the confines of self to surrender to the more than self. When we fall in love and when we make love, it is the real thing that we open up to something more than ourselves. True love opens us to life and being of our lover, but in doing so, it opens us to something more, too. It opens us up to the divine, which is why true love has a spiritual power at its core. Um, And maybe I'm just jaded. I don't know. But I feel like that's just so, like, blech, true love, blech, soulmate, blech. I don't like any of that stuff. Um, But it says, which is funny because this is my soul card, right? But it says, the message of the lovers is, at every moment you have choice. Love is at the heart of life. All creation is born out of love. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I think that I see, I understand what your, well, both of us come from many relationships, and um, we come having had our own experiences. So I think that when you call true love, 
Think of what love really is, okay? True love is exactly what this is talking about. It isn't in the physical form. It isn't through the, the vehicle of a person in your life, whoever that person is. I mean, um, when I was learning things, it was male-female and, and kind of a thing. But the point is, is that it is not the embodiment of that person that you are having this engagement with of love and, and relationship. It is the actual energy, what true love is and soulmate is. And yeah. I can go to Twin Flames. Um is that the masculine, the feminine, the 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 the, the uh, self-conscious, the subconscious unite in that energy to gain true love from what is superconsciousness to rain down upon them to be given that. And I think that's where we where it has been taken out of that context, the union, mm-hmm. and taken into the physical form. And that's why we're running around with all the fairy tales and all of yeah. the movies and stories talking about true love. Yeah. And yeah. And I, I hear that. Part I, of it too is we get this romanticized version in in our um, in the media that we consume, right? In movies and in books, and there's a whole market for romance. There's a whole romance novel market. You know, the bodice rippers, and and oh, yeah. I love that kind of stuff. I love that, especially when it's got like otherworldly creatures in it, like vampires or fairies mm-hmm. or whatever. I love that shit. I eat it up. So mm-hmm. I get it. Like we have a desire for that, and and we are um, we are bombarded with images of that from our media but it's Mm -hmm. also kind of made it watered down what an actual relationship is like (laughs) it feels like well this isn't like the movies this isn't as exciting as that book I read no because it's real freaking life and you still have to like wash someone's dirty underwear and clean the dishes for the hundredth time this week and that's not a romantic that's life you know right Uh, right well and it's the balance yeah it's basically every choice we make. The the angel or the superconscious reminds us every choice we make affects our future. So if we keep getting disappointed because this isn't like something that's externalized as the ideal, then we're going to, you know, it's it's yeah, we're washing those dirty dishes or, you know, dirty laundry or whatever. But um you know, this is where Buddhism comes in. You know, every chore is part, you know, chop wood, carry water stuff. Um, it's just right. you have to redefine it. And, I, you know, it's it's there are only a few movies that I keep hearing in my head, like every time is, you know, he did not choose, you know, choose wisely. And one of the, the, the terms and the way that it's described about this is the choice. The angel reminds us to choose wisely. And I think yeah. of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade and the knight talking to him in the in the cave. And the other one that I keep hearing, and every time you've said true, <laughs> I hear it, is the um, Princess Bride. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's also because that was my daughter's favorite, still is, but favorite movie. And so as a, as a young person, kid, I heard it over and over again. But yeah. those are things that, I feel are part of this card, but not in the um, the the um, mushy gushy way. Um, right. 
So, yeah, I, you know, and that's probably I've never seen, you know, when I see this card, I don't talk to somebody about it being, you know, you're going to find your true love or this is the lovers. There's a lot of work that goes into it when this card comes up. And, you know, so, you know, that kind of presents me with, hi, I know this card is really great, but these are the things that, and it's not, you know, and I'll say more than one time, this is not about the lovers as you hear the word lovers. And, but when I get, as you say, the Ace of Cups to the Two of Cups, that's, that's right down the the, the alley that their people are looking for. Right. But. Anyhow and who? Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess the the. Um, I'm trying to think. There was something here I wanted to say. Then again, um, it. I guess the the the. Uh, that it becomes uh, important to realize that the consciousness that we can't bully subconsciousness. Right. You, have to, you persuade subconsciousness. Right. You know, right. It's not it. easy to access. It takes work and practice and and a little bit of wooing and yeah. um, listening. So, it, you know, it, it's easy to sort of sound flippant or like, like it's easy. This is spiritual work isn't easy. Uh, mm-hmm. the, it's a practice. It's a practice. It takes practice. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think that's, important to name Elvira thank you for saying that that's kind of like I'm looking for the phrase that I was looking for in this one set of papers I had and I'm like here it is I even Mm -hmm. tried to star it on the side so we would you know mention um, that and the other thing and this is the one I don't know how you can get this in a you know you can tell somebody in the reading when they're upset because the person they love they're not talking to them, and one of the things that caught my eye was that uh, too often the self-conscious, the masculine, and the subconscious, the feminine, are not on talking terms. And that caught my attention because we deal with the externals a lot. You and I deal with a lot of people talking, you know, coming to us, and these are things that they are concerned about. And yet, that's part of who that person is inside themselves about really where you need to have your subconscious and self-conscious talk to each other and be on talking terms before, you know, it, it gets externalized. But some, I think if it's externalized, people will try to work on it, but they don't understand. So I, I see the, the connection, but I also see what we deal with. So it's usually I try to talk to the people within themselves how can we move this together before we try to make everything good outside because yeah it's a internal process not babbled yeah yeah good stuff yeah yeah so but i think is there anything else that you can think of that we haven't covered in or talked about or any of this no i think we're good on the lovers i think uh we should probably plug our Ask a Witch show, which isn't officially scheduled yet, but it will be happening in the next few weeks. So if you haven't listened to one and you don't know what I'm talking about, every month, every other month, we do an Ask a Witch segment where we answer your questions. 
So if you have a question about witchcraft or paganism, if you have a situation that's personal that you would like some help or insight with, uh, if you want a reading, we do a few readings, not a ton of them. It's kind of hard to do without speaking with you. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, but we also were looking to maybe update our Ask a Witch segment so that people, we could call you or have you call in and talk to you live. So if yeah. you post your question and you're interested in being live on the show, write that in the comments. And where do you write in the comments? Well, you write, go to witchpriestesscauldron.com. That's our website. And there's a little place where you can um, put in your question. Uh, and if you're interested in being on the show, say, I would happily come on the show. And uh, we'll see what we can do to make that happen. Um, we haven't done that yet. So don't be sad if we don't ask you. It's not because... You suck it just because we haven't worked all of the kinks of that process out yet. Uh, but we're looking at it. Um, and we don't get to all the questions, but we try. But please do send us your questions. And, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah. And next week, um, with all plans as we see them, we will be doing yeah. the Major Arcana card, the chariot. That's right. Yep. They're my horses. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good one. But yeah, it is. It is. So I think that at this point, we've kind of given a really good overview of of the lovers in many ways. And I think that Mm -hmm. uh, we can say we will see you next week on the radio and have a safe um, week. Be be strong and find your inner inner peace as much as you can. Yes, take good care of yourselves, and we'll talk soon. Definitely. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific and will be available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website, and that's at www.witchpriestesscauldron. Again, that's witchpriestesscauldron.com. On behalf of Elvira, Phoenix, Alan, and myself, Gwion Raven, a big merry meet and merry part and merry meet again. Blessed be.